So everyone, welcome to this next book in our Nordjuani Book Club series. I'm really excited for everyone to be reading this book together. It's called Keep Moving On, The Migration of a Punjabi Sikh Family. And this is by Amrit Singh, who is better known to some people as his musical moniker, which is MC Noise, or just plain Noise, N-O-Y-Z. You can find out more about this book on the review or the cover to cover video that we did on it. We did both a written review and a cover to cover because I was so excited about it when I got it. I read it literally the week it came out. So I got a pre-copy, but it was only for like a week. And I read it cover to cover twice that week just to make sure I'd, I hadn't got too excited the first time. And the second time I read it, I was like, nope, I'm glad I got that excited. I think it's a great book. I think it's an exceptional book. I think it has a great amount of potential to inspire people to look into their history and to talk to their elders and the elders around them with a little bit more respect and dignity and to find out more about their personal journey stories. And that's what it's mostly about. And we're going to have a lot of fun reading this. It's not going to be like reading a work of fiction, obviously, but the life story of Amrit Singh and his father in particular is a little bit like a fiction story as we're going to find. So yeah, hopefully we'll have a lot of fun doing this. Those of you who are looking for what pages we're reading up to each and every single week, you can find that at nojwani.com forward slash nojwani hyphen book hyphen club. And all of the dates are there. Every Sunday at 5 p.m. we'll be doing a short video call via Teams. The link will go out by email to everyone who gets the emails. We'll just be talking up to a certain page number. So it's either three or four chapters that we'll be reading each week. We'll just be discussing that for half an hour each Sunday at 5 p.m. for the next six to seven weeks. What we're going to do today is just in by way of launch is read a few pages live and also to read some of the extras that come in the book. It's always called. Cool. I don't know about you guys, but I read literally every little bit of a book. Sometimes you find really interesting stuff there. There's a lot of personal stuff you can find out about people there as well. But uh, the, you know, the acknowledgments here. They're actually at the back, unless I've forgotten that. No, yeah, about the author is at the back and the acknowledgements is at the back. This little page here with a QR code links over to a small album, I believe an EP of tracks that Noise did to accompany the book. So it says this book is accompanied by a soundtrack performed by the author and features production and guest appearances from Empire, Days Death, Selena Tillon, Kirat Kaur, B Magic, Jasmine Kaur, and Vaz. To download, stream the soundtrack, scan the image below. So make sure you do that. The glossary of family relations is cool. I, I don't know about everyone who's looked at this so far, but some of it didn't really fit for me. Most of it did, but some of it didn't. Dadiji, paternal grandmother. Dadaji, paternal grandfather. We've never used the term dada or daddy. We always say bibi and baba. That's a duabia thing. So you always say in the Dwabba, you say Baba and you say Bebe. It's it's more of a share thing to say Dada and Daddy. It's quite a formal way of saying it. Naniji, your maternal grandmother. Nanaji, your maternal grandfather. Tayaji, father's older brother. Taiji, Taya's wife, your father's sister-in-law. Chachaji, your father's younger brother. Chachiji is Chacha's wife, father's sister-in-law. Puaji is father's sister. Pufferji is Pua's husband, that's father's brother-in-law. Masiji, which is mother's sister. Masarji is Masi's husband, that's mother's brother-in-law. 
Mama ji is mother's brother. Mummy ji is mama's wife. That's mother's sister-in-law. And then he's just put auntie, older female relative or family friend, and uncle, older male relative or family friend. Now, these family relations appear, obviously, throughout the entire book. The amusing thing that I see some of you even grinning at, hopefully, there was on the auntie and uncle in the Punjabi community worldwide, whether it's Canada, America, or here, or Australia, or Germany, or wherever. When people want to talk to someone who's uh, elder than them, family relative or family friend or anyone you meet, you just say uncle or you say auntie. There's a movement in the last 10 years to stop doing that. And so raising my daughter, we've stopped her doing that. And so she now either calls everyone Taya, Chacha or Masi or Masar. Like that's it. She only uses those terms. So, yeah, that was one that's really cool. If you jump to the back, like I said, we'll we'll give a miss today to the acknowledgements and the about the author. I think that's something you should read personally at the end of the book, like when you finish the book, because it gives away some names, it gives away some ideas. Well, it doesn't give away ideas, but it, it just takes away bits of the story you're going to read. So yeah, don't read the acknowledgements or the about the author until the end of the book. Um, but prior to that, what we have is this brilliant notes section. So throughout the entire book, if you jump to page 203, what you'll see is that there is a note section, a reference section, if you will. And what it's the, it's not footnoted on every page, but on a page where Amrit, the author, thinks he has made a statement that needs backing up, he will put a reference in that note section. So it's by page. So you may come across some pages where you're looking for a note or a reference and it's not there. But um, generally, I found that to be quite good and a cool way of doing it. Let's go straight into the table of contents. We're going to read, well, we're not going to read the table of contents, but we're going to read the first chapter, preservation. So if you all jump to page one, ooh, it's exciting, isn't it? Is it just me who gets like goosebumps? It's exciting. I'm about to start this whole book, even though I've read it so many times now. Okay, keep moving on. The Migration of a Punjabi Sikh Family by Amrit Singh. Chapter one, preservation. In the song, A Story No One Told, rapper Shad tells the tale of a man who is visited by death. In his final moments, the man witnesses his life flash before his eyes. He relives memories of the love he shared with his wife, small and forgotten moments from his youth, places around his hometown that he had visited and seeing his children grow. Recognizing that his life is ending, the man asks for an opportunity to write his story with a piece of chalk on the city streets. Time stands still and allows for the man to cover the concrete with his writings. When the man completes his final act and passes away, his neighbours are moved to tears upon discovering the story he had left behind for them. The man wasn't famous or rich, but his life still mattered and carried beauty and meaning in its details. The song posits that the greatest stories are those of ordinary people living ordinary lives. Under the shadow of the CN Tower, there are similar stories, not of wealth or glory, but of ordinary people who have come from afar and still carry the soils of home on the bottoms of their feet. These are regular people with families, friends, dreams and fears, the same as all of us. But their definitions of ordinary have been coloured by social, economic and political factors outside of their control. Usually it's the ordinary people 
who are hurt the most by these variables. African-American writer and activist James Baldwin said that history does not exist in the past, but in the present. We carry our history with us. The Punjabi man in Brampton with grease under his fingernails, who uses his hands to repair truck engines, had to outrun German shepherds to flee from immigration officials in Europe decades ago. The Jamaican school teacher in Toronto had spent his youth in England being harassed by extremist groups who believed that a racially integrated nation was an affront to white supremacy and purity. The nurse at the methadone clinic in Mississauga was born to parents who traveled north on foot to find safety away from the civil war in El Salvador. The mental health counselor in Scarborough is a miracle baby who was carried by a mother who had suffered gunshot wounds while pregnant during the genocide in Sri Lanka. Though all of these people arrived in Canada under uncertainty and confusion, they all shared the collective hope that their roots would grow in new ground and reform within the, ref the fertility of that darkness. Growing up and living in the greater Toronto area, a part of the world known for its diversity and multiculturalism, I've crossed paths with all of the people mentioned above. Some of them I'm lucky enough to call colleagues, friends and family. We all have stories of where we're from and why we couldn't stay there. And in a global landscape shaped by colonialism and displacement, we all have different parts of how we got here, as well as an understanding of what it means not to be from here. This writing is my attempt at uncovering the lives of the ordinary people closest to me, namely my father. As ordinary people, we often feel that our lives are not worth documenting, that our experiences aren't special enough to merit preservation. However, as generations age and elders pass on, our ability to tell our own stories is lost. In writing this book, I wanted to give my father's story a degree of permanence that we tend not to reserve for ordinary people. My hope is that in reading about his life, the love he shared with his wife, the small and forgotten memories of his youth, the places around the world that he visited in his migration and seeing his children grow, you will see that all people are capable of courage strength and a resilience to keep moving on. That's the first chapter down. So um, we just read page one and two there. That's all we're going to do in today's live read. I'd imagine that because we're reading about 35 pages each week and because we're meeting each week and everyone's not going to be able to make every week, we'll be having probably about 30 minutes of conversation. If we've got a lot to discuss, what we'll probably do is jump up to about 45 minutes at the absolute max an hour. So it won't be like some of our sessions with Saffron Salvation were where they kept going on. So, yeah, looking forward to everybody reading this book together. And I hope you guys are looking forward to it. We'll see you all next Sunday at 5 p.m. And as I said, we'll be reading up to page 33. So inclusive of 33, so it's the next three chapters. That means we'll have read four chapters already. Look forward to seeing you all then.